We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We have an interesting episode laid out for you today. Si, senorita. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, baby. Uh, This is an episode that we did something similar once before. It was with the two beers on the second row towards the right. They were both Fort George beers. Ah, yes. And they were... The the side A and the side B. And they were the same IPA. I can't remember exactly what the difference was. I remember one was the same IPA. Patrick got up to go look at them. Uh, Jealous Butcher. Jealous Butcher. Um... Does it say what what the differences are? Pilsner and a dry hop pilsner. That's what it was. Pilsner and a dry hop pilsner. I don't know if you're picking that up from Patrick on the microphone, so I'll just repeat it for him. Um, I went to the COVID wall. You did. COVID wall is getting crazy. It's getting crazy. It's almost filled up to the top. Uh, That was the pilsner and the dry hop pilsner, and it was a collab, wasn't it, with Fort George and somebody else? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Back to the COVID wall. (laughs) Well, I know it was in, in regards to a record shop. Some... Jealous Butcher and Von Ebert. Okay, so it was Fort George, Von Ebert, and Jealous Butcher is the name of the record shop. Yes. You keep talking as if you're on the yes, microphone. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> so it's going to remind us a lot about that. Now, you guys suggested this to us. A couple of you guys did. Yeah, we got multiple people saying this, which kind of led us to be say, you got it. Right. Uh, we did a Lex experiment last week. This is not going to count as a Lex experiment because, I mean, it could, I guess. We could, yeah. make, we could make it another one. Um, what we have in front of us is a clear and a hazy IPA with the exact same recipe except for yeast strain, correct? This is what I am told, yes. Uh, It is a collaboration, sort of, between Level and Old Town. Old Town made the clear one, Level made the hazy one? No, they're both made at, well, yeah, yeah, but they're both made at Level. Okay, but Old Town's is the clear. Or are they both collabing on both? I think they're both collabing on both. It's hard to say. We can we we will uh, well because the clear cans has the old town symbol on it, right? But I don't. But on the back it says they're both canned and brewed at Level Brewing. Okay. Um. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be drinking this on the episode today to see the differences in the tastes and how drastic the flavor changes. Um. And we have a guest on the podcast today. Yeah, Jason Barbie, who is a brewer and owner of Level Brewing, um, comes from a long list of. Accolades. He's a Deschutes guy, an ex Novo guy. He's out at level now. That's his that's his baby along with some others. 
so he will join us, and I'm excited to talk uh, collaborations, how those work in COVID life, uh, and just maybe pick his brain a little bit about some yeast stuff and kind of see what the whole idea was behind doing a clear and hazy version of the quote-unquote same beer. So, so that should be cool. So we'll talk to him next, and then we have a very cool beer of the week. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it's going to be good. Yeah, me neither. But it's a brewery that is in Portland. I have not heard of it before, mm-hmm. and it is a a beer that is near and dear to my heart, and it makes me feel included. If you follow us on Twitter, at Beers on Us Pod, mm-hmm. you will have seen that I've already tweeted a picture of it, Yep. and I was going to drink it this weekend, then I went, nay, I'm going to drink it this week on the podcast, because you know, you know what? No, I'm going to spoil it. I'll explain in the Beer of the Week. Segment. You're a man of the people. Yes, I'm a man of the people. Um, you can also find us on social media. At Beers on Us on Instagram. That's our original page. Yes. I mentioned we started a Twitter. We also have Facebook now, facebook.com slash Beers on Us. Patrick's done a couple of videos there. And we have a very cool Facebook-oriented video series starting in four days. Yeah, What is what day do we start that on? The 13th, correct? The 12th? Yeah, the 13th. What day is the 13th? The 13th, if it's four days from now, is either Sunday or Saturday. Monday. Don't be Saturday. It's Sunday. Okay, perfect. 13th is Sunday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We'll be finished on the twenty fourth. Okay, perfect. We got ourselves, or Patrick got us. Thank yeah. you, sir. He left it for me for Sunday morning with a little <laughs> note with a heart on it. I thought it was very nice. Uh, he went down to Salem and he got the twelve days of IPAs. Twelve box. IPAs of Christmas, I think, is what it's called. Okay, same idea. Same idea. Twelve IPAs of Christmas from Stone Brewing, which includes IPAs that they only sell. Elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, like elsewhere in the world. Yep. And you can see on the label, there's like one from China and there's one from Japan. And like, that's just the IPA they sell over there. Yeah. So we're going to do one a day and we're each going to do a little two minute or whatever, a Facebook live video trying those beers. And yeah. we're going to do the same beer each day. I'm really excited. The journey to pick those up was uh, really brutal. Because um, you I, were hungover. I, I Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I chalk it up to massive dehydration. Uh, but driving down there, I was totally fine because we did the podcast, we recorded, and then I drove down there, and I was totally fine. And like as I got into the grocery store, and like like once I left the grocery store and put them in the truck, all of a sudden I was just like extremely nauseous. And I stopped at uh, Chicha mm-hmm. and and chatted with with Matt there for a little bit, and felt terrible because I had to be like. Dude, I got to go, man. I feel terrible, and I need to get in the truck and drive home. And driving home from Salem, wanting to throw up the entire way was not cool. Uh, as someone who has been making the drive back up here from Salem quite frequently, because mm-hmm. uh, my special lady friend, my girlfriend, lives down mm-hmm. there, the stretch between Kaiser and Wilsonville is hell. Yeah. The only town in between there that has anything is Woodburn, and everything else is just emptiness, and it feels forever. It's literally a 40-minute drive, Mm -hmm. but it feels like an hour in that stretch alone. The second you get to Wilsonville, it's fine, because you see 205, and then you see things you recognize, and you're like, I'm almost there. But that stretch of nothing is so rough. I stopped in Woodburn because I needed gas, and I contemplated getting out of the truck and going to get like a plastic bag, but I was afraid I wasn't going to make it anywhere in time. Did you wind up bombing? No. That's good. No. Look at the strength in your stomach. Yeah, I know. Just mm. I got, all these years of drinking makes me not vomit. Then I got home and took a nap and felt great. Drank three gallons of water. And then had a beer. And it felt better. <laughs> I did have a beer, but it didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah. I smoked. It's just, yeah. it's just habit. Now. I just instead smoked and watched Mandalorian. There you go. That's probably a good thing to do. Next. Yeah, Thursdays at midnight, man. That's the secret. Um, okay. Also, you can uh, find us all places you can find podcasts on 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, Rami, Tenity, the fan.com. And our personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. So if you want to find us, you can find us in all those various places. Twitter and Facebook are brand new for us, so uh, forgive us if we're slow to adapt to posting regularly. Mm-hmm. But I'm checking it and trying to think of things to post on Twitter, and we're going to do the Facebook Live series. So, And I've been getting some suggestions from some people on how to do some stuff that is greatly appreciated and some really cool ideas that cool. hopefully we can launch in the next couple weeks. Sounds good to me. Um, all right. Weekend beer wise, nothing crazy for me. Um, I'm trying. I was trying to think back. Uh, oh, I did get a uh, a gift box from the messenger. Oh, my own personal oh. gift box. So he's given us as a podcast a box, mm-hmm. and he's given you some beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he DM'd me on Twitter, and he goes, "Hey, I realized I've been giving most of the love to Patrick. I got some salsa too uh, from him. Yeah, oh. his wife made it. Very nice. What up?" Uh, he showed me a picture of the beer he wanted to to bring to me, and I went, yes, please. Uh, it's almost all dark. Actually, it is all dark beer and all stouts, I believe. I haven't had one yet, um, but he wants me to have tasting notes sent to him on each beer that I try. Ah. Uh, in the box, what I'm very excited for is another Westbrook. I saw that. You sent me the picture, and I went, mm-hmm. is that a Westbrook? It is a Westbrook. And then I saw some, uh, what was that, Prairie Artisanal? Yeah, I'm going to pull up the uh, the list of what he sent me. Um, you yeah, sent me that picture, a, and I was like, a, I know that brewery. It's I a rum barrel aged Mexican cake from Westbrook. That might be pretty good. Um, it is uh, two different prairie dogs, a Debo stout and a s'more stout. And um, I hadn't heard of Ozark beer, but uh, a couple of bourbon double cream stouts from them. And then also. We had a couple of uh, Twilight of the Idols Winter Porter brewed with coffee and cinnamon aged on vanilla beans. Um, what was the name of that brewery? That's the one that has like the little hour gla- hourglass. We've had a couple. Of them. Oh, Hill Farmstead? Yeah, Hill Farmstead. So those are the beers that I have, and uh, they are now in my fridge. So uh, I, have, uh, I have a couple days off this week, and I may have all of next week off. Happy birthday to you. That's going to be happy December vacation to good old Mike with all those dark beers. I'm very excited. <laughs> going to have to go over to your house and check in on you every other day. <laughs> well, we also have the... Mike's the... just passed out with empty barrel-aged stouts and cyberpunk on repeat in the, <laughs> on the TV, just... Uh, <laughs> I may be strategically taking these days off because the game I've been very excited for for two years is coming out today. The best part is, is our boss is definitely not listening to this. No, nope. so. <laughs> he also has. Well, I mean, I have days to use. Well, I know, I know. I got. I have ten days in December, dude, and we're already at ten days into December. It's just such a funny thing. As our generation gets older and older, it's like I need to take a week off. In fact, I need eleven days off from work. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm gonna play a new video game coming out. I got friends that do that, man. I mean, that, that's 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 I've, modern day technology. I have never done this before. But I am so pumped for this game. It's supposed to be a little buggy because they have they've kind of they've delayed it a couple times and they got pressure to release it. Um, but there's going to be a day one patch, Cyberpunk 2077, made by the same company that made The Witcher Three, which is my favorite video game of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, they are known for making great stories in their games. That's awesome, dude. So I am very excited to play it. So uh, I, we may not have a podcast next week, or I might not be on the podcast next week if I'm out. <laughs> yeah, um, if you're out, I'll just come in and do something. Okay. And maybe I'll, you can call me, and we can update on the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> Mike, it's 9 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but my week in beer outside of that I wasn't anything crazy. I'm very excited to start those two those two things of beer, though, that are sitting in my fridge, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting patiently. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, so I've got those. I've got, you know, all 12 of mine are chilling in the fridge right now. Yep. 
Um, if you, if you caught the Facebook video yesterday, I drank a volatile substance, a fresh batch, tasted fantastic. God, I love that brewery. Um, I was also fortunate enough to hang out with Grains of Wrath folk uh, last week as they were canning uh, EGA and Dystopia. So I had some drank some fresh EGA and Dystopia, which was really nice. And what else have I had? Oh, and I had a Ruse Translator, fresh batch in the can, which I got really excited about. Um, and that tasted great. What else do I got? I feel like I've got a double IPA from Beechwood. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, that. I was very intrigued by yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't drank it yet. Um, I'm not the biggest double IPA guy, so maybe we'll crack into it tonight. But you like Beechwood. Yes, but I do like Beechwood. So maybe I'll, maybe maybe that'll be my Mandalorian beer tomorrow. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I know. I'm excited for this week's episode, too. Um, outside of that, I had an Armadillo Smile from Von Ebert, which was just a new one-off IPA. I don't know if they plan on canning it or not, uh, but that tasted great as well. So I guess this week I was a Von Ebert and a Grains of Wrath kid. There you go. All right. Oh, I was at level yesterday. Yes. Talking to Jason and my buddy Quinn, who's a longtime friend of mine, beer industry guy, brewer. And uh, I know we're going to talk to him later, but I was there. And while I was hanging out, kind of waiting for someone to be available, I was in their beer garden. That is, without a doubt, the best COVID beer garden in all of America. Okay. It is. Well, they're out over by the airport, right? So they've got a lot of space. Yeah, they're closer to like the Costco out by the airport, but they've always had this big space, and their outdoor area is basically a greenhouse, but. Only the, there's only the roof. Everything else is open air in a sense, but it is constantly anywhere between 67 and 72 degrees in there. Nice. And they got food carts outside. And I'd been there before, you know, and I'd, I'd seen it. I'd sat out there and, you know, it was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But I never clicked in my head when COVID came around that that is the spot. Not to, like, have everyone bum rush them and it be a bad spot. But, uh, but I felt very comfortable there. I would very much suggest it to anybody that's looking for a little sense of normalcy. Okay. Well, maybe on my many days off coming up, I'll make a little trip out to level. Yeah, it's a greenhouse. That's cool. So naturally... It'll be warm. Yeah. Because it's cold out. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. All right, let's dive into the episode, huh? Let's crack. Okay, that's one. Ooh, I'm doing them both. Well, yeah. We got to try them side by side, don't we? Well, yeah, I was just going to crack one and then pour one. Well, it's the sound effects. You got to think about the the showmanship here of the podcast. Yeah, I forget, I forget. So we have the clear and the hazy IPAs being poured right meow from Old Town and Level Brewing. It is the exact same recipe, except for the yeast strain is different. Because that's, one, that's what I'm told. Well, because one is hazy and one is not. Well, I mean, is that... That's I what guess would we make can me ask, think. We can ask Jason next, is that the only thing that makes a hazy a hazy? Is the yeast strain. Well, I mean, there are some other factors. You know, there are some fining agents that can be put into regular IPAs. There are some other things that, you know, whether you're adding flaked oats or wheat or things like that, you know, there's there's multiple... There's multiple things that can factor into what makes it a hazy, but if I'm not mistaken, and we can, you know, double check with Jason when he comes on, uh, I believe in this instance, it is the exact same recipe and just different yeast strains. An IPA for each hop head out there, level in Old Town, each brewed a version of this lupulin concoction using the same hops, Meridian, Mosaic, and Southern Passion. Drink fresh, drink together. Two takes on the IPA style, one clear, one hazy, same hops, same ABV. Oh, I like how they say drink together. I don't know. Is that like a, a thing like, hey, we collab, so drink with other people, or drink these two together because they're the same and it's an experiment? Both. Okay. 
I'm more and more leaning towards saying let's experiment again for this episode, Dan, by the way. <laughs> it uh, it's it it's interesting too because when I was out there to buy it, uh the woman that was working the counter, she asked me if I wanted four clears, four hazies, two of each. I could have whatever I wanted. Oh. I was like, well, oh, that's interesting. Well, I guess once you find out what you like, you can go back yeah, and get whatever. Yeah, maybe you go back you and get whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a four-pack, two of each. Just Makes sense. I, yeah. All right. Well, do we, you know what? Let's begin with the hazy. You think so? I know that normally you'd begin with the clear and go to the hazy, but I wonder if we flip it, if it's going to do anything different. You know what I mean? Is that a bad decision? I don't think it's a bad decision. I just, I, in my head, I was like, save the best for last. I know neither of us like hazies that much. So like, let's finish with the clear and kind of, you know, go back and forth that way. All right. It was well, just the way I, I don't know. Let's change it up. Whatever. I'm down. A hundred percent. You all expected us to start with the clear. I threw you for a loop. Ha 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 ha. I didn't really do anything crazy. I just, I was like, oh, look at this idea. You gave off an evil laugh though. I did. Uh, fairly hazy. But the cool thing about this, as I look into the hazy is it's, it doesn't. It's not overly like opaque, you know, it doesn't have that. You mean you can see the bubbles? Yeah, you can see the bubbles and in the right light, you know, you can, I don't want to say you can see through it, but you can still tell it's beer and not just some like chalky, disgusting, gross thing. Yep. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I see what you mean. I think that's one thing when I, when I drink hazies that makes it me more excited about it is you can see the carbonation. Oftentimes in the really thick hazies, it's just like. A wall of yellow. Right, right. And you're like, I don't know what this is. And the yellow I don't I don't like. This has got that almost kind of that hint of orange um, that I think, you know, you look at a West Coast IPA and this thing is like a yellow with a hint of, I don't know, like a golden kind of color to it. Right. And the hazy's got that too. You just can't see through it. Right, exactly. Interesting first sip. It's a lot sweeter than I expected it to be. It's like the hop character. I, I don't. I don't know these hops very well. Mm-hmm. I know Mosaic. I don't know Meridian, and I don't know... I don't know Southern Passion at Southern all. Passion. Um, when I say sweet, I guess I just mean more like fruit forward. It's very mm-hmm. bright. Um, it kind of it just it surprised me. It, it was not very bitter at all, which I think is the purpose of Hazy's, is to mm-hmm. lower the bitterness of, of an IPA. It was just very kind of flavorful. And I think we forget that Hazy's are designed to be on the sweeter side Mm -hmm. you know because we don't drink them that often so we kind of forget so when you take a sip of a hazy you kind of instantly go oh gosh that's sweet but when i do that i don't find it overly sweet i I find it appropriately sweet Mm -hmm. even though you know this one in particular yeah full disclosure i'm not a big hazy drinker but i find this yeah it's got some sweetness but i don't find it overly sweet no i think it just surprised me because I have now been trained when I drink hazy IPAs to expect something. Yeah. And this is not hitting me with that, which for me is a good thing mm-hmm. because I don't like hazy IPAs. Yeah. So I've been trained when I pour a hazy for myself, if I've been misled by the can, you jerks, or if, uh, you know, even if I'm just trying it because I want to try a hazy, I'm I'm ready. I've been prepared mentally to either have some sort of chalkiness Mm -hmm. or it's really thick Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? Like a a big mouth feel, like a big body. Yes. This doesn't. This is actually, I I quite enjoy this. Yeah, I do too. Um, I don't, you know, again, I just because it's not my style, I don't know if I'm running out to buy this, but as far as this is one of the better hazies I've had for, for a while. And Level has been making hazies like no one's business. They have their... Oh, what well, gosh, what did he call it? Jason called it something. I can't remember, but it's basically like a Trump series. And it, there's uh, Stable Genius and Tiny Hands and mm-hmm. all these stuff that 
are... there's there's another one that's like a barrel aged stout I've seen. Yeah, yeah, they're like mocking the 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 current sitting president of the United States with hazy IPAs, and that's been a series they've been doing for a while. So you would think after a while they kind of kind of have it figured out. You keep making them. Well, but that may be a fair assumption to make, but I think that we've seen with a lot of breweries that make a lot of hazies, they cater to the stuff that we don't like in the beer because yeah. they find that a lot of the public likes that stuff. That is true. So to me, I've had both now. I've gone back and forth a couple times, a couple of little sips here I and like there. like the nose on the clear. Um, they're both good beers. And That's awesome to hear. The, the hazy is an IPA that just isn't bitter. You take a sip, you get the hop flavor, you get the citrus flavor, you get the pop of whatever whatever fruit is coming from those two hops I've never really had before. I can't really put my finger on it. It's very, very unique tasting. Mm-hmm. I don't often taste that flavor in IPAs. It really comes through. For the clear version, um, the bitter is there. And it kind of mellows out some of that really big fruity hoppiness in terms of like in terms of that flavor, and it just makes it a little bit more of a of an expected IPA. I'd be interested to know in my opinion. You know, I'd be interested to know if same hops, same ABV, but I'm I'd be interested to see if there are more hops put in to the hazy. Cuz I feel like a lot of people that make hazies aggressively hop them more than they would a West Coast IPA. The reason I'm curious about that is because I find the hop character in the clear way more pronounced mm-hmm. and way more upfront. And kind of way more like, what up, Patrick? You want to kick it? Sort of kind of idea. Hazy's not bad. No. For somebody that doesn't care for hazies, that that's solid. I would finish this happily. I would too. And I don't like hazies either. I would too. It's like I'm staring. I got the four pack in front of us and there was one of each left. And I was thinking to myself, oh, why don't we just, whoever likes which one best can have the other one and I'll take the other one. Whatever, you know. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was just going to let you have both of them. You, you bought the beer, but um, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I'm, an, I'm a nice guy, Mike. I know. I know. You've already bought me a 12-pack of beer for Stone that we're going to be doing every day, which I'm very excited about. You can have these two. Well, happy non-denominational Thank you. time of cheer. Thank you. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, it is the first night of Hanukkah. So for me, happy Hanukkah. That's what I was going to say. Uh, happy holidays and or whatever you decide to celebrate to all of you as May well. May the force be with you. Yes. Uh, this is the way. Um Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not caught up yet, but I can now do Mandalorian references. I saw a sign that said, enjoy your, oh, I don't remember. I take it back. Can we delete that part? Nope. That's a bad joke. <laughs> I didn't even have anything. I was like, oh, I saw this. No, you don't remember anything. <laughs> it's not being deleted because you know what? That happens in real life. Yeah. And we're just sitting at a bar. That's showbiz, right baby. That's showbiz. Um, Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. I, I would love to see other breweries do this. Maybe, I mean, they can do collabs and they can have a new recipe. I'd love to see a brewery do it with an existing IPA or an existing hazy. Yeah. And swap whatever it is and make them both. Yeah, like I would love to see Wanderlust and then a hazy version of Wanderlust just for funds, mm-hmm. just to see what it is. You know, Freem IPA and a Freem hazy, a Palette Jack. You know, take those OG classics. I saw that's coming back, by the way. I just saw a hand truck on Instagram, too. Like, give me hand truck. Well, it was Barley Brown's posted it. It was hand truck, Occam's Hazer, and Pallet Jack all coming. Occam's Hazer, which is easily one of my top five favorite hazies. I said it. It's it's back in the six-pack. God, I love Barley Brown's. I was 
I was out the other day and I saw this guy that I swear was Tyler Brown, but it wasn't. But I just got so excited because Tyler's such a nice guy. Maybe it was a sign from the universe that you're about to get pallet jacking. Oh man, pallet jacking cans. I'm all about the hand trucking cans. <laughs> you like your pails. Yes. I do like my hoppy pails. But anyway, <laughs> I think you're right. And and you know, let's let's for let's for sake of argument, okay. Let's for sake of argument say that that the clear is Old Town IPA mm-hmm. or is Levels IPA. What's their IPA? Level up? Yeah. Or game on? No, that's the Saison. Let's play. Let's play is the Saison. I don't remember. You were there. I don't remember. I have not had level in a hot match. I don't so. remember. Um, but let's just say that this is the flagship. What are the biggest differences that you are seeing? Like, break it down. Like, uh, even go into, like, first the, is the simple, most obvious things. First is the nose. Okay. Um, the nose is very different between the two of them to me. Uh, obviously, the color is incredibly different. The, the a head... lot more fruit character in the nose of the hazy. Yes. Uh, the head retention on the hazy is better. Um, it's foamier, whereas the, the IPA has a usual, what you would expect your, from an IPA classic head. lacing. Um, this is foamier and is staying foamier. The hazy is through the, through the uh, entire drink of this beer. The fruit flavor of the hop is way more pronounced than the hazy. Mm-hmm. The bitterness is obviously way more pronounced in the classic IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the back end of the sip for both is very different. I'm having a tough time kind of discerning how to describe it, but it, it leaves a very different residual taste once you're done with your sip. Both of them do, uh, in terms of similarities, uh, it's interesting. I know that they're similar beers, but there's way more differences and similarities in terms of how they taste. I would agree. Um, I'd be interested in the shock level. Maybe maybe shock is a little extreme, but the surprise level, if I were to tell you these are the same recipes but with different yeast. If I didn't know that. If you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be pretty blown away. Um, you know, and I'm excited to talk to Jason and we'll see, you know, just how different these are, how much he's willing to divulge, because you know, a lot of brewers gotta keep the secrets to the vest. Um, but I but I mean if these beers are damn near identical with just a few little changes, that's that, from a scientific standpoint, is extremely interesting. How now, obviously, something like yeast is a main principle in 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 brewing beer, and as far as a flavor agent, too. But I still find it for the sheer science aspect that these beers can be almost identical and be completely opposite. I really like the clear. This is um, a good IPA. If there's anything that I find to be, if I want to nitpick a little bit, some uh-huh. criticisms. Sure. I don't love the nose of the hazy. Um, uh, in the nose is where I get some of the things I don't like about hazies. Okay. It's not in the sip, but in the nose, it's almost as if like my brain is telling me there's going to be chalk coming. Uh, okay. It's, it's almost like setting you up to fail. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fault of the beer. It's just... When I smell that, I know what it's going to taste like. You're like oh, and this God, is no, oh, God, no. And this is not tasting like that, which is good. Uh, I don't love the finish of the clear. Mm-hmm. I I really don't know how to describe it other than it just isn't exactly hitting me where I want it to. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, really good beers. I did not know what to expect going into this, even with just like how the beer was going to be at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty impressed. There's something in the mid palate of the clear that I'm not quite sure what it is it's a hop character it's a little it's a little diesel-y mm-hmm. but it's not full-on like dank resinous um 
Something I can't quite put my finger on. I don't necessarily dislike it. I'm just curious what that is. Is it maybe the way that they use the hops? They said lupulin based, which I know is a I mean they, a little trend right now. That's yeah, I mean they lot. could be using you know cryo and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. a creative flavor like that. Yeah, I mean that anytime you anytime you're using the, those cryos, the lupulins and stuff like that, you're definitely going to get that kind of real big bold burst of of hop character. Very cool. I think this is rad. Uh, thank you guys for suggesting this. I probably wouldn't have known this was happening if nobody, if people didn't reach out to us about it. So appreciate that. Well, and you should follow Instagram more, Michael. I I saw it on Instagram after it was sent to me because I was like, oh, let me go look for that. Um, but uh, usually when I go on Instagram, I check our page and then look at like three posts and then I stop looking. <laughs> I'm not an I Instagram user. I completely give up. <laughs> I'm not an Instagram user normally. It's not my not in my forte. Uh, but very cool. So this will be another Let's Experiment. Uh, we'll figure out the official name for it. But uh, yeah. it's another experiment, back-to-back weeks. I kind of like this little mini-series that we're doing. It started as like a way to try to include the quote-unquote big beers. Because mm-hmm. I remember I brought in like Widmer that was old. <laughs> that box sucked. And I remember... I'm so sorry you paid money for that. Yeah, well, yeah. And then didn't wasn't the first one, didn't we bring in like a 10-barrel... And like we wanted to see if it would be different than we remembered it being. Oh, Wasn't that what yeah, it was or something? Maybe something like I remember something like that. So it started as a way to like include those supermarket beers. Mm-hmm. And now it's just turning, especially if breweries keep doing stuff like this. Yeah. It's turning into something like this, which is really cool. Yeah, you can find these cans at Level Brewing, um, which I believe they open every day at eleven AM. Check well, if they Google. got that great outdoor seating. Yeah, right? yeah. And they've got food carts there. And then I saw Old Town. They open more at like four o'clock. I don't know. So the Old Town downtown closed, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because that is now, you know, a nuclear war zone down there. Uh, But the their other location in the brewery itself is on MLK and Alberta ish. So it's North Portland. Um, I don't know if they have outdoor seating or not, but. Whether they do or don't, I'm guaranteed they're open for to go. They do pizza there too. So swing by, pick up some cans. Let us know what you guys think. They Plus, also, also said think... these would be at bottle shops too. Oh, so. okay, cool. I also think these cans just look really cool. Yeah. This like this clicks into my uh my dream of just Keep naming it simple, yeah, naming beers number one and number two. I have the exact and, same dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like why not? What's your favorite beer from Harris Brewery? And I'm like, I really like number four. Oh, really? I'm a six guy. Oh, yeah. Six was good. That's it. Don't even tell them what's in it. <laughs> it's a mystery it's every a mystery. single time. Yeah. Man, it's 99 degrees out. I'll take a number four. <laughs> Barrel-aged style comes pouring out. Damn it! <laughs> Ooh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sweating. All right. Uh, coming up next, we got an interview. First interview in a hot minute on this podcast. Jason Barbie joins us from Level Brewing. And then, of course, we have a very exciting, interesting beer of the week coming up to wrap up the podcast this is beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris welcome back into beers on us and we have an interview for the first time in many a moon as we are joined by brewer and owner of uh, level brewing jason barbie and uh, we just finished drinking the clear and hazy series that level did with old town brewing and jason uh, was kind enough to join us what's up jason Hey, how's it going? First, I want to say the beers were great. We did not know what to expect. Neither of us love hazies necessarily, so we tried the beers and we were like, "Well, you know, we're gonna. It's gonna be an experiment to see how they taste differently when they're the same 
basically the same exact uh, recipe. And we were surprised with both of them for being really good, high-quality beers because even the hazy, we were like, ah, we don't like hazies at all. And we were like, hey, we really like this hazy a lot. It turns out we don't really like hazies that much either, so we were all pleasantly surprised also. (laughs) (laughs) For a brewery that doesn't like hazies, you guys sure take a stab at a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're constantly trying to be like, all right, if we can make a hazy that we like, then I, I like to think that, you know, I mean, I guess I think the hazy trickles will like it, but we can also win over, you know, a few people like you who generally don't like hazies. Well, that's it's, it. It's, it's usually not it's usually not what I'm into, you know. That's interesting because we just talked about it last segment. The first thing I think of when I my my brain has prepared me for hazies now. I smell it and yeah. I go Oh, I'm going to get the flavors I don't like. I'm going to get like a chalkiness to it, or it's going to be too pulpy or something like that. And when yeah. I sipped the beer, I was like, oh, I don't get, oh, I just taste like really fruity hops and it's not bitter. And I was like, this is what a hazy supposed to be. <laughs> and it was yeah. so surprising. I mean, I how do you, how do you balance that between like the other flavors that maybe me or Patrick don't like, but other hazy drinkers have grown to like? Um, I guess, you know, we, we've kind of adopted the, less is more philosophy or I guess, you know, Shane and I, uh, so Shane's the other brewer and owner here and he and I are both kind of of the opinion that more is not always better, especially when it comes to hops. Um, you know, people are constantly touting me like, Oh, you know, we put X number of pounds per barrel and we're like, but it doesn't mean that it's better because you did that. And, you know, we, we both think that there's, you know, you start getting diminishing returns, you know, I mean, the hops are expensive. So just from a business standpoint, you know, throwing more and more into it, if you're not getting a better beer is just a waste of money. And we're both of the opinion that, you know, you hit a, you hit kind of a breaking point where adding more hops starts to make the beer worse. Um, and I mean, I think that, you know, you start to get some of that chalkiness and he and I both get like crushed vitamin, like crazy when you put too many hops into a dry hop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for hazies for me, you know, they're the reason that I haven't liked them very much is they're notoriously like, I always think they smell really good and I get really excited when I try them and it's like drinking a, you know, beer that somebody dumped orange juice and multivitamins into. Um, <laughs> we both agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, just, so we've, we've kind of tried to figure out how to not do that. <laughs> so, you know, we've tinkered with the water chemistry a little bit and then we've played around with like how and when we add hops and how much we add to try to sort of maximize that aroma without getting those other flavors. And I think, you know, we've hit a point that we're really happy with where there are definitely hazy IPAs out there that are punchier than ours. Um, but I think that, you know, what you gain in punchy aroma, you lose in drinkability and actually making a product that, you know, in my, that I would want to drink at least. Well, let, well Jason, so, let's, let's, that's kind of our take on it, but I don't know. Well, well, I appreciate hearing that. I want to actually taste the hops and you're right. Just because there's seven pounds per barrel, 30 pounds per barrel doesn't necessarily mean you always get that flavor. Back us up oh, to, yeah. I mean, we, uh, or go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, you know, now you're really speaking my language because, you know, we've, we've put on, we've, our pixelated pale is one of our favorite beers that we make. You know, we've on the side of the can, we put making pale ale cool again. <laughs> and we constantly joke around here. We're like, we really like hops. We just don't need to get like beat up with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're kind of trying to bring people back around to be just like, hey, remember like beer flavored beer that has a really nice hot profile? But, you, <laughs> you know, remember beer flavored beer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, back, back us up to uh, this collab you have with Old Town. Where, where did this derive from? Where's the beginning of this? What made you decide to get together with those yahoos and experiment on this clear versus hazy? 
but we, they came out here one day, uh, you know, we were talking about doing a collab for a little bit and then they came out and we just kind of sat around, sat down around a table, uh, you know, socially distanced, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, had a couple of beers and we were, you know, tossing out some ideas and, you know, we were saying like, Oh, it'd be fun to do, you know, two collabs instead of one, you know, do one at your place and one at our place. Um, just, you know, for exposure and cause it's, you know, fun to do more than one. Um, so then we were tossed around a few different styles and we talked about like, Oh, you know, we could do like, uh, you know, we've got a Brett strain that we're trying to keep going. So we talked about like, Oh, you know, we could do like a clean pail, like a Brett pail, or we could do, you know, we were tossed, tossed around a couple of lager ideas and things, but we were like, Oh, you know, none of those are going to sell that well. Um, and we're, you know, we're big fans of the, uh, of, you know, old school IPAs and kind of the, you know, more traditional Northwest IPAs also. Um, well, you know, we kind of landed on this, like, well, you know, what if we did, uh, and I guess Shane and I had just bought this new um, South African hop and we've, we've never had access to South African hops before. Um, when I worked at the shoots, there were some South African brewers who came through and brought some beers with them and we tried that we tried and they were great, but they told us that, you know, everything there is controlled by Miller Coors and you just can't get like hops exported at all. So this was kind of the first time that we'd ever seen them available. So Shane and I had bought a box and we we're like, Oh, you know, we'd really like to try out this new hop and an IPA would be a fun showcase for that. Um, so then we kind of landed on the like, well, what if we did kind of two takes on the same thing and did like, you know, the Northwest take and the, you know, hazy take and, and just kind of ro- ro- rolled with it from there. And how, how similar, you know, I mean, don't give away too many secrets, but how similar are these two beers? What are their differences? So malt wise, they're, generally similar um ours has a little more adjunct than theirs does uh you know we were kind of trying to keep it at the you know it's it's all the same hops so they're both they're both mosaic meridian and this new hop called southern passion and we tried to make southern passion the you know kind of predominant hop so that we could really see what it did um and then you know we tried to but we also tried to stay true to the two styles you know we hopped ours as you would a hazy ipa so you know all late edition you know a decent sized dry hop and they hopped theirs like you would a northwest ipa so you know a nice punchy crisp bitterness up front um and more kettle kettle hops than ours um so it was kind of one of the you know like same concepts same you know same ingredients but true to the style of the beer i wonder if you have this experience so when we started tasting it I think we both expected to have similar flavor profiles for both, but just have one be hazy, one be a, a clear IPA and just kind of find the similarities, but have some differences. Honestly, uh-huh. they were both very different beers. Like, I mean, we could oh, see I some. Totally agree. Yeah. I was wondering if you guys were surprised when you finally finished the product and were like, oh my God, these are the same, basically the same ingredients, but boy, do they taste different. I mean, I think it, it did what we wanted it to do. And I think we were, pleasantly surprised by both how different they are, but also how similar they are where, you know, I think that like the, the overall hop flavors are very similar, but expressed totally differently where, you know, in one you have this, you know, you have this, uh, you know, nice sharp bitterness with this, you know, kind of punchy aroma and it cleans off pretty quickly. And then the other is this like really soft uh, kind of expression of the same, but but of the same flavors. Um, so I think they're both, you know, they, they are very different beers, but I think that it's really cool that, you know, they have a lot of overlap. I'm curious on what your palate found with those Southern Passion hops. 
because I was having a hard time when we sipped it. It was a flavor that was like very fruit forward, especially in the hazy, but I couldn't yeah. pin down like what I thought it tasted like. It was very unique out of from, from all the other hops that we've had over the course of the two years doing this podcast, like trying to find flavors mm-hmm. that make sense and like stone fruit or citrus or this or pineapple or whatever. What, what did you find in that, in that hop? Cause I tasted it, but I couldn't tell exactly what my brain was tasting. <laughs> we got, we got a surprising amount of strawberry, uh, which was, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I feel like I was having a really hard time nailing it down. And I was like, I mean, I get kind of the standard, you know, like orange marmalade that you get from a hazy IPA. Um, and, you know, kind of the flip side of that is in the, you know, clear version, it was like, you know, you know, you get like that kind of tangerine character, but I was like, there's something else there. And I was, I was also having a really hard time nailing it down. And Shane was the one who was like, dude, it tastes like strawberries. And as soon as he said that, I, I like, you know, smelled it, took another sip and I was like, ah, oh, he's totally right. You know, it's like really, really strawberry forward. That's an but interesting like, flavor I mean, you that. don't get in hops a lot too. Yeah. And you know, it's got, it's got that fruitiness, but it also has that, you know, nice little acidic edge to it, uh, which strawberries carry all of that. There's also like a little bit of a phenolic part to it, which strawberries actually have a lot of phenols in them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think strawberry, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And I think, you know, it definitely does have a decent amount of, you know, the standard tropical fruit that everybody's looking for these days. So I, I found it to be actually a really cool hop. We're joined here by Jason Barbie, brewer and owner up out at Level Brewing. And I wanted to kind of shift over to this, Jason. When it comes to hazy, mm-hmm. something that's always really interesting to me is uh, kind of yeast characteristics and how much that can derive flavor in hazies. Walk us through kind of your yeah. yeast profile, what's your go-to strain, and how what you like getting out of that when it comes to making hazies. So we we've messed around with a bunch of different strains for our hazy, I guess, you know, since, since we opened, we've toyed around with a bunch of different strains for, uh, I guess we have, so we have three house strains. We have an ale strain, a farmhouse strain and a, uh, lager strain. And we've, the lager strain has been pretty consistent, but we've messed around a bunch with both the ale strains and the lager and the, uh, farmhouse strain trying to figure out kind of who's going to do what job. Um, so for a while we were using, you know, the standard London three, uh, as our ale strain, and we were using it for hazies, but that kind of goes back to Shane and I never being really crazy about kind of the general hazy profile. Um, so, you know, we started talking to the guys over at Imperial Yeast and trying to figure out something else that we could do. Um, at the same time, you know, we need, we kind of need all of our strains to do multiple jobs to keep the number of beers that we want to have going, going. And we found that this Kavik yeast, which is a Norwegian farmhouse yeast, worked really well for both the the saison that we like to make or the farmhouse beer that we like to make, but it also works really well for hazies. That's wild. That's um, really so, cool. Yeah, so we use so we use a Kavik yeast. Um, I mean, it stays hazy. It produces some you know like really nice soft acid flavors. So you get you know a little tartness that I think helps to cut the overall sweetness of hazy IPAs, um, and then you can ferment it really, really warm and it produces it like the yeast itself produces a lot of stone fruit. So we get a lot of kind of peach and apricot flavors out of the yeast. And I think that that generally plays really well with, um, you know, a lot of the hot flavors that you get out of the hazy IPAs. Where do you see hazies going forward then? So you guys are, you guys seem to be kind of in the same mindset that the two of us are on this podcast. We're like, we can appreciate a good hazy, but we just see so many out there that don't, you know, hit our palates the way we want to hit them. I mean, it was such a popular Mm -hmm. style 
everyone got, jumped on board immediately. It became so asked for that even breweries that said we're not making one wound up making one. And we've talked to a couple of brewers who said they held out until the very last possible moment and then they made their own hazy. I mean, where do you see it going? Because there's such a there's such a difference between what I see promoted out there. In some cases, like the one that you guys made here, it's 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 not what the generic hazy tastes like. In my opinion, it's better. But then you see stuff that's promoted on social media that's like, you know, super thick and really fruit juicy and like it's it's trending even further away from beer and more to being like a fruit juice with some hops in it. Where do you kind of see yeah. people meeting in the middle yeah. if we're going to meet in the middle on hazies moving forward? I mean, I guess I don't think that people will meet in the middle. Um, I guess I think that it'll kind of diverge into the two things that you're talking about. I mean, our approach, our approach with pretty much everything, I mean, you know, our tagline is beer with balance. And we kind of try to take a more even hand with most of the styles that we make. Um, you know, where we're at the end of the day, we're like, I don't know, you know, I want to make a beer that you would sit down and drink a couple pints of and be happy with, you know, you know, we've kind of joked about, you know, we made a, we made a sati recently. Uh, it turned out awesome. You know, it's got a bunch of gin botanicals in it. And we had this big conversation about like, oh, you know, should we, you know, move it into a bright tank and add more botanicals to it? You know, it's not like crazy in your face, Ginny, but, you know, we all kind of settled on like, I think that, that it's better that way. You know, do I think it would be, we could make it more interesting and more like shock value. Wow. By adding more. Sure. But, you know, we were kind of, kind of came to the conclusion that we didn't want to make a beer that people would get four ounces of and go, wow, that's really interesting. Anyway, I'll have a, you know, X, Y, or Z. Like, <laughs> we want to make a beer that, you know, <laughs> we want to make a beer that people go, wow, that's really interesting. I'll have another one. Um, and I think, you know, you can go too far with some of those flavors and things and kind of get to the point of it being a novelty. Uh, that said, I think there's a definite market for that. I mean, you know, to your point about a lot of these, just, you know, some of them look like smoothies and they're just like kind of beer, like, mildly beer flavored fruit juice. Um, I think there's definitely a market for that, but I think that the, I don't think that's a big market. And I think that in general, you know, consumers are kind of coming back to the, you know, I, I think that hazy is here to stay. And I think that if you make them more balanced and more approachable, then they can hit a broader palette and be, and kind of, you know, serve better rounding out your total lineup. I saw, that makes sense. I saw on Reddit the other day, somebody said, PSA, don't drink a milkshake IPA if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, geez, man, <laughs> don't go outside if it's raining and you don't have a rain jacket. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, that's not just a name. <laughs> uh, Jason, go ahead and use this opportunity. Pump your brand. Let us know. What, what are you up to now? What, what What's going through the world at level? Um, I guess the couple things I would say, we just, we just bottled two barrel aged beers today. So that's, those are both pretty exciting and tasting really good. Uh, it's, I'm drinking our English pale right now and we take a lot of pride in our English beers. So we did a barrel aged stock ale, uh, that's tasting fantastic. So if you want a nice barrel aged thing, come on out here. And also along the lines of coming out here, it turns out we're extremely well suited for being COVID friendly. So, you know, if you want to sit outside somewhere that's warm and dry, we, we, we got you covered. So and we have a giant greenhouse with heaters in it. Um, and our location in Multnomah Village, a lot of people don't realize there's a deck on the back of it that has a big canopy on it and heaters out there too. So we've got we've got warm, dry places to drink beer, and you can still be outside and safe. So one final question: This is totally out of left field, but I'm taking some days off for one very specific reason, starting tomorrow. And I know you guys are a gamer-based mm -hmm. brewery, 
and I'm a big gamer. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for Cyberpunk yeah. 2077? I feel bad that I don't know what that is. So. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's the new game coming out tonight uh, from the guys who made Witcher 3. Um, it's the wow. it's a big RPG game. I thought I figured maybe you guys are more classic gamers based on like the names and stuff from your beers, but as a, as a really big gamer, uh, I, I mean, just wanted to throw myself throw that out there. See if you see was, if you were I was, excited. I was I was really into RPGs and things like that, and then I had two little kids, so I'm I'm slowly easing my way back in now that they're they're old enough that I can have more time for that. But well, uh, you know, yeah, give it a little time. We know, give it a little time. But apparently, this game is supposed to be incredible. So uh, you know, keep that in mind as you awesome. as you look for your next big open world RPG. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, like I, I spent an, way more time than I should have playing World of Warcraft. So. <laughs> hey, that happens to a lot of people. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. Jason Barbie, uh, Bar- uh, Barber, Jason Barbie Brewer and owner out at Level Brewing. Thank you so much for joining us. And it was really cool that you guys did this clear and hazy collab with Old Town. It was a ton of fun and uh, appreciate the chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Beer of the Week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And the beer in front of us is very inclusive. Oh, I got to catch my breath for a second. He's trying to finish the beer that was in the glass because we have to put another beer in the glass. And I should have done that in in the break, but i got distracted building our second covid shelf as our first shelf is almost full it is and uh covid's not done until like spring or early summer of next year in terms of like having vaccines ready and stuff so we got another wall to fill you know we got months and months and months to fill but we drink more and more on the on the pods these days well i mean we're depressed i mean what else are we gonna do so this is a brewery i've never heard of before but they say on the can that it's in portland and it started in 2014 it's called Lycum Brewing. Lycum. It's not a CH, Patrick. You don't. Just, <laughs> I can't force the issue here. <laughs> you can't force the issue. We also haven't said anything other than that I'm included. All now you're breaking down the barrier here. Uh, it's a Hanukkah beer. It is. Uh, it's a winter IPA, which, funny enough, we'll we'll get to see what type of winter IPA it is after our episode a couple weeks ago. And it says it's a beer for the Festival of Lights. Does it's called Maccabeer IPA? Does Maccabeer mean anything to you? Oh, uh, the Maccabees. Are uh, are are the rich Jewish people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> They're the ones who use the oil uh, that lasted eight days. Oh, they were in the temple and they needed oil, and they had only a little bit, and it lasted eight days. Hence, eight days of Hanukkah. Uh, was that extremely insensitive of me to say? No, I just okay. <laughs> it's just strange to me that your first thought was, you "Are they like, the wealthy <laughs> Jews?" <laughs> You're like the Maccabees. Like everyone knows the Maccabees. I mean, it's it in came the, to America. It's in the Old Testament, so I, mean, oh, okay. I figured at least you have an idea. I, I read think, that book once. I think it's in the Old Testament. I don't know. It's in the Torah, and most of the Torah is the Old Testament, so that's just my assumption. So, uh, it's a winter IPA, and it's from a brewery that I didn't never heard of before. But if they're making a Jewish beer, I have a feeling it's a Jewish brewery. So, bravo, you guys. Um, Our fruity and piney winter IPA will help fund Habitat for Humanity. Ooh, good cause too. Portland Metro East's House That Beer Built program. Oh, I got the burps now. Providing safe and affordable home ownership opportunities in Portland. Cool. Have have you you've never heard of this brewery? No. I mean, I wonder if they're like homebrew. The name looks kind of familiar. I wonder if they're mostly homebrew. I don't. I wonder if they have like a brick and mortar space or not. Like Leakum. Probably like them. Like them. Yeah. I like them a lot. 
It's almost as if you read their snarky slogan on the can, great beers, you can't help but like them. Oh, nice. I didn't read that. Hey, I like these guys already. Dad jokes. Hooray. Uh, so already, it appears to be more of an IPA with winter in the name versus the uh, Bale Breaker one, which we had, which was a basically a brown ale that had hops in it. <laughs> Got a little bit of haze to it. Um, Like like an unfiltered Yes, yeah, un- yeah. unfiltered haze for sure. Um, Do they have any other flavor descriptors other than... Hops? Uh, no, it didn't even have hops. Um, yeah, just our fruity and piney winter IPA. All right. Well, I'm very intrigued to try it. I don't know. It doesn't say when it was canned, but if you made a beer for the Festival of Lights in October, you're weird. Yeah, I'm assuming well, it was new to Market of Choice. Unless so you're like anti-leap year, and so you're actually like four months behind. Oh, like you've been accumulating mm-hmm. those extra days for yeah. years and years and years yeah it's like fake news you're like anti-leap day they were established 2014 patrick so i'm not sure that'd be possible leap year there would be two there'd be two days mm-hmm. since 2014 two added days okay and you need four months yeah that's a lot yeah maybe maybe their family is long-standing doubters <laughs> what is happening and they've been keeping track of it for <laughs> centuries and now they're you know to them it's actually october you know what? And they're and they're true Maccabees, so You know what? They to honor the Festival of Lights, it has actually happened two months ago. You know what? What? Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's try the beer. So I know nothing about this brewery. Um, this is not a beer of the week choice that I made because I know this is a good beer. I have no idea if this is a good beer. Six point three. I'm happy that it's a beer made for Hanukkah. Yeah, man. Everything is especially since I moved out here. I grew up in New Jersey, for those who were new listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I grew up amongst a lot of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a very diverse town, but there's a lot of Jews in the New York City, North Jersey area where mm-hmm. I grew up. I moved out here, and there's a very small Jewish population. It doesn't seem very large. So when I moved out here, a lot of the things that I became used to in terms of like seeing stuff for Hanukkah or mm-hmm. being having things easy to find for Passover, yeah. it became much more challenging. So when I see something like this, I'm like, oh, that's pretty rad, and it made me excited. In any big box store I've been going to lately, you know, uh, like if I get to go to Target or I was at Ikea not too long ago, um, first of all, Jewish people are very friendly. I really, really enjoy Jewish people, uh, yourself included, Mike. Thank you. You're my closest Jew friend. Thank you. Um, and uh, I had a friend text me yesterday, when can I wish someone a happy Hanukkah? You're the only Jewish person I know. And I Please like, educate me. Sun, sundown on Thursday night. Thank but I've you. been going to, uh, but like I was at Ikea, and I went, look, it's the Hanukkah section. And it was literally just this tiny plate, tiny, tiny table, like nightstand, and there was a menorah on it. And that was it. That's it? Yeah. And the menorah was like for sale for like five forty nine. <laughs> and I was like, this is the Hanukkah section? This is garbage. <laughs> I, I, as a non-religious person, am quite offended by this. Well, it's... Uh... It's hard to find stuff out here, for sure, but um, it was cool to find this beer. Yeah. It was. Yeah, because there should be a beer for all people. There should be. A beer for the Festival of Lights. Uh, I took my first sip. I don't love the beer. Yeah. I'll just be honest with that. Like like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I've never heard of the brewery. I have no idea where they are. I don't know if this is like a they make one or two beers a year, and they just try to you know appeal to those of us who are Jewish in the city. Um. It feels like a half thought out IPA to me. Yeah, like I get some of the hop character in it, but the the balance isn't really there. 
I, I'm looking when I take the sip. I'm looking for like that malt balance. It kind of like it doesn't like even itself out. It just is way, way, way too one note for me. Um, I get off flavors. Do you? If I'm just being honest, there's hey. something not fully flushed out with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a dead yeast thing or a or a what, but hey. Beer for the Festival of Lights. I'm into that. <laughs> that's fine. Like I said, I had no <laughs> idea what to expect. I bought it solely because I'm Jewish, um, and that's okay. And I'm drinking it solely because you're Jewish. Yes, you are. Yeah, that's man. good. Uh, there's Power a- to the Jews. <laughs> you don't need to say that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just trying to stick up. <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> all right. You guys are doing all right. Yeah. Well, the Maccabees are holding it down for you. <laughs> Jesus, Patrick. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They sound like nice people. Now I got to do a little research for myself. because They sound like nice people. They obviously have the best oil if it lasts for eight days. Or to... as Mr. Sandler would say, eight crazy nights. Okay. <laughs> Mike's like, please stop with that. You're We've referencing, you're referencing the Sandler. only things you know. Um, uh, I don't know if they were the ones who did the... Oil lasting for eight days. The Maccabees were a group of Jewish rebel warriors who took control of Judea, which at the time was part of uh, Seleucid, the Selic, the something empire. Okay, they are they are Jewish people. <laughs> they are warriors. That's all it is. Ooh, they're warriors. Mm-hmm. Nice. They're rebel warriors. Ooh, to Sounds... to appeal to your Star Wars heart. <laughs> no, it makes me th- everything you read about that. I was like, I like reggae music. Reggae music. Yeah, it made me think of like Jamaican rebels in the street making music, <laughs> like Jimmy Cliff and Peter Tosh and Bob and all those guys. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we, we're not sure what's happening next week. It might just be Patrick if I get the days that I requested off. Um, so he'll probably do a quick hit with you. But uh, if you like the episode, subscribe, rate, review, and download. It all helps. Our social media pages Instagram.com slash beers on us, Twitter is at beers on us pod. And Facebook is facebook.com slash beers on us. I found out why it couldn't be beers on us because I'd created a Facebook page called beers on us like eight months ago. So I just deleted it and then it gave me the domain. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) Corner in the market here. (laughs) We have just making sure I got them all checked out. We have four pages all with the same name. Um, And keep an eye out for Facebook Live starting on Sunday. Yeah. Of uh, us trying each, each one a day. Uh, one of those 12 IPAs of Christmas from Stonebrook. I'm very excited about that. The only thing that could derail Sunday, just pull a peek behind the curtain, is if Oregon UW gets pushed to Sunday. That could cause a strain, but I still think we can make that. Well, happen. I mean, we're going to be doing it separately, so I can still post mine and you can post yours when you get home at like 11 or whatever. Well, I, mean, I was thinking maybe we could do it together, but apparently not. Was that what you were thinking? Maybe. How is that possible? That's how we were friends. If we're going to be elsewhere, how is that I possible? Join you. I can add you to Facebook Live. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. Nobody knows. I haven't used Facebook much in a long time. Trouble I've seen. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll see you guys next week in some form and keep an eye on social media. says. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.